Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. First, uh, God bless everyone in the path of this just disastrous hurricane that has made landfall in the Louisiana-Texas border area. Uh, living in a hurricane zone down here in Florida, where we go to go through two or three of these a year. Not, not thankfully, not Category Fours. Um, God bless you. I hope you're all safe, and I hope everybody got out of there in time. So obviously, we'll be praying for you, and I mean that. That's not some virtue signaling soundbite. God bless you all. All right, so a lot to talk about today, ladies and gentlemen. The Democrats only seem to care about street violence, riots, the burning down of your cities and businesses when when the polls change, which is pretty gross, isn't it? I got that. I've got, again, more highlights from what I thought would be a little bit of a slower night at the GOP convention. Um, It wasn't. It was another terrific night. It proves my point that the GOP bench is thick. It is good. It is strong. It is solid. And the Democrats bench is basically uh, Bernie Sanders, AOC, and Brian Stelter from CNN. So good luck with that. Uh, your bench in the future, Democrats, that's going to be just terrific. Got a lot of material. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, my online viewers, they know they don't want their activity tracked online. You know what they do? They get a VPN and they all go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino, expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir. I'm doing pretty good, and uh, it was pretty cool having that activity at Fort McHenry last night over there in South Baltimore. Wasn't it? Which is yeah. not far from where no. Joe lives and where I used to live. Fort McHenry's an amazing place. If you're ever in Maryland by the uh, the Porta in Baltimore, go yeah, down there. Bro. It is a beautiful place. Park Service runs it. Just amazing to look at. Great speech. We got some highlights from yeah, that. Man. I'm going to start with the CNN stuff today um, and how CNN is starting to realize that, you know, shocker, Joe. Stunning. Joe, yeah. get ready for it. Uh, what, what's wrong? People don't like it when you burn their cities down. I know what? that's stunning. It, I, who said? I, CNN just figured this yeah. out. I've got evidence Dude. on. T- amazing how that happens. Did that we not, not man, wait? No. Did we not warn them? What? Did we not <laughs> yes. warn them on this show? Okay. Let me Dude. get right to it. We got Alrighty. a lot of material today. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Raycon. These are my Raycon earbuds right here. Use them everywhere. Use them for conference calls, music, traveling. Have them on today. Doing a little trip today up to the White House for the acceptance speech. I'll give you a little briefing on it tomorrow, so don't miss the show. Listen, whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you want uh, you want what you're listening you uh, you want what you're listening to to be what you're listening to, not what your children are listening to. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But don't drop hundreds of dollars on a pair of substandard earbuds. You're wasting your money. Check out wireless earbuds from Raycon. Again, these are mine right here. Check them out. Love them. Charged up, ready to go right here. They're the only ones that fit in my ear nice. You already know Raycon earbuds start about half the price of other premium wireless earbuds on the market. They sound, they don't sound just as me. They sound better in my opinion. I have a lot of them, a lot of different earbuds. People send me promotional items and stuff. I love these. These are my go-tos. They sound incredible. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are the best ones yet. Six hours of playtime and seamless Bluetooth pairing. More bass and a more compact design gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable, they're perfect for conference calls or binging podcasts. I was on the phone making another deal. I'll talk about soon uh, for about <laughs> Paul is like me. I was on the phone with these for about two hours yesterday. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are stylish and discreet. No dangling wires or stems to distract anyone during video calls. 
Company was founded by Ray J. People are obsessed with Raycon earbuds. Check them out. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order. That's great. Go to buyraycon.com slash Bongino. That's buyraycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash Bongino for 15% off wireless, Raycon's wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash Bongino. Go today. Don't waste another minute. All right, Joe, let's go. All right. So CNN can't help itself, ladies and gentlemen. They can never help themselves. Um, these stories, by the way, in this block are all going to be related. I'll get to the uh, Republican convention in a minute. But there's a disastrous situation brewing in Wisconsin right now with more street violence and riots from uh, uh, BLM, which is a Marxist terror group, and Antifa, which is a fascist terror group. Um, and CNN's starting to find out the hard way, along with Democrat activists Joe Biden um, and others, that, again, as I said to Joe uh, being sarcastic, because sometimes it's the only way to pierce the bubble of liberal stupidity that shockingly people don't like it when their cities are burned down. Wow. Amazing. This is a revelation to CNN. But they're still trying to gaslight you nonetheless, Joe. They've done it again. Do you remember weeks ago, and I'll put up the tweet in a moment after this, but you remember weeks ago when MSNBC's Ali Velshi was at one of the Minnesota riots where the building was literally, yeah. not figuratively, yes. burning down the back room. What do you say to yeah. him? Hey, mostly peaceful. Mostly, right. Except for the city burning down, it's mostly peaceful. Don't you worry. After hilarity ensued and everybody just ripped CNN, excuse me, MSNBC to shreds, Freudian slip, CNN decided to pick up the mostly peaceful torch, pun intended, and run with it. Here is a commentator from CNN again in front of a burning building, Joe, insisting, don't worry. It's mostly peaceful as long as you didn't burn alive in that building behind me. Check this out. What you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin, over the course of the night. A second night since Jacob Blake was seen shot in the back seven times by a police officer. And what you are seeing now, these images came and come in stark contrast to what we saw over the course of the daytime hours in Kenosha and into the early evening, which were largely peaceful demonstrations in the face of law enforcement. It wasn't until night fell that things began to get a little bit more contentious. This really, remember that? We have to get that clip. I don't even know yeah, what DMCA rules are on that movie clips. Remember that? Oh, what was it movie with the with the the wedding party people and and the, the, <laughs> what's the movie? What's the movie? The Hangover. Uh, the Hangover. The with hangover. the with the dopey yeah. brother in law and the guy <laughs> does that laugh? I get <laughs> what the buildings. The reporter has literally a gas mask around his neck with like goggles to cover his eyes. Which last time I checked, you don't wear those to mostly peaceful rallies. Listen, yeah. uh, I know this is tough for liberals to understand. I'm headed over to the White House tonight for this rally for President Trump's re-election's acceptance speech. I'm not telling you to pat myself on the back. I'm not bringing a gas mask because it's going to be mostly peaceful. And I, I'm like, Paul, you got the gas mask? Are we allowed to bring that in with Secret Service? We don't need it because it will be actually mostly peaceful. The guy's got a gas mask on his head. He said, don't worry. It was mostly peaceful most of the day until it wasn't and people got shot and buildings started burning down. Other than that, it was definitely mostly peaceful. Hmm. Now, can you imagine at the March for Life rally, which is legitimately all peaceful every year in D.C., which happens in the freezing cold and hundreds of thousands of people show up. Remember the March for Life rally where Nicholas Sandman was uh, accosted by the Native American elder and others? If the March for Life rally, which is a conservative cause, you know, saving lives and all, 
If there was one fire in a garbage can accidentally set at the March for Life rally, it would be described by the same reporters at CNN and MSNBC. It would be described as total street chaos, Mm -hmm. absolute anarchy, violent protesters everywhere. Matter of fact, just to highlight my example from Nick Sandman, who gave a great speech, which we covered the night before, who was accosted on the Lincoln Memorial at the March for Life rally because he had a MAGA hat on. You can go to a rally that's conservative, stand there, say nothing like Sandman didn't, and have a red hat on, get accosted by Native American elders and others, and you're described as the violent ones. Yet when you burn a city down in Kenosha in Minnesota, don't you worry. It's mostly peaceful. Now you know why the media's reputation is that of an unflushed toilet. By the way, here's a reminder, hat tip daily caller from their Twitter feed of when Ali Velshi said, yeah. I want to be clear on how I characterize this. This is a mostly pe- this is mostly a protest. It's not generally speaking unruly as a building burns in the background. Oh man. They, folks, oh. listen, Paul, even Paul is laughing. They legitimately think you're idiots and imbeciles. I'm not kidding. They really think you're stupid. That you're watching burning cities across America and that you really believe they're gaslighting that. Don't worry, it's mostly peaceful. I see Marie Harf say this on Fox all the time and other liberal talking heads. We can't attribute this to the protest. Then why aren't the protesters speaking out? Sorry to yell. If it's, I ran for office. If I had a Dan Bongino for Congress rally, I'm not running for office. I'm just saying, if I had one now, say it was, I'm not running to be clear, but say I was. And I invited people, whatever, family or friends who showed up and started wrecking the place, right? It's a serious thing. I'm trying, because liberals are really stupid. They don't get it otherwise, especially liberal media idiots. If I invite a bunch of my own friends and family who proceed to burn the hall down while we're having this announcement, It's my responsibility the next day to come out and denounce this and say, this doesn't represent my campaign. So what I don't understand is the fact these protesters and the liberal talking heads who defend them, because this isn't representative of the movement. Where the hell's the movement? Where is the BLM Marxist representatives out every day saying we are nonviolent? This is a peaceful movement. We thoroughly renounce Antifa and others who are engaging in the street violence. Where are they, folks? The answer is they're nowhere. I was going to say something I didn't want to say. They're nowhere. Thank you. Is that not a fair assessment, Joe? It doesn't represent our movement? Then say that. Yeah. Easy enough. Say it. Very easy. Sorry. Again, I don't mean to yell here. I'm just, I can't believe that the double standard is so obvious to anyone with a functioning cerebral cortex. You're at a Republican conservative rally. Someone throws a cigarette in a garbage can. It's on fire. The media describes us as white nationalist terrorists like Nick Sandman. Oh my gosh, Nick Sandman, terrorist. He wore a MAGA hat. Glad he sued and settled. Good. He'll teach them. Yet at a liberal rally in a liberal cause with a Marxist terror group like BLM, where cities are burning to the ground, they're still described by these nut jobs in the media as mostly peaceful. Now, 
Ladies and gentlemen, we warn them. You warn them. And again, this is why I want to encourage you on today's show to always stay in this fight. Don't get frustrated. I know you see it. You want to pull your hair out. You're like, gosh, these media people, we can't beat their monopoly. No, we're winning. We are beating their monopoly because American citizens are not stupid. Don't sell short the American citizenry. They get it. You don't need a college degree to figure out that burning cities are not a good thing. You don't believe me? That this burning cities and their attachment to burning cities and their consistent defense in the media and the liberal left and the Marie Harfs of the world, their consistent defense of pro- the protest doesn't represent the protest. Who, the protest, by the way, who don't speak out against it largely at all. You don't believe this is destroying the Democrats' brand? Here, Bongino.com piece. Up in the show notes. The show notes today, by the way, please. Bongino.com slash newsletters where you go to access them and subscribe to our show notes. Please read this by Matt Palumbo, our resident fact checker. Biden's polling lead has collapsed almost entirely. Ladies and gentlemen, he was up 10 points in national polls. He's up one now. In the margin of error, that's a meaningless, that's not even a lead. Hillary Clinton was up, what, 1.7 in the Rasmussen poll? In the popular vote, Donald Trump won. She did win the popular vote. Meaning what? If Hillary Clinton was up 1.7 in Rasmussen and won, and Biden's only up by 1.0, I know liberals have a tough time with math. You think the Democrats are panicking right now? Now, what's interesting about this is the Democrats only seem to panic when the polls change. As I said to the lovely Paula this morning, and I'll say to Joe now, and to you, the Greatest audience in the world. We hit a we hit a mark last night, by the way, for listens and downloads we've never hit before. So thank you for your support on a side note. But what's fascinating about this whole story is how the Democrats have seemed to uh, found religion on burning down cities now. I'll play a couple videos for you in a second here. But they've only found religion because the polls have shifted. In other words, it wasn't that people were getting their butts kicked in the street, were getting attacked and bloodied up by BLM and Antifa. It wasn't that their cities are burning down that the Democrats and the media cared about. It's only when the polls shifted that now all of a sudden they're like, hey, maybe burning cities down isn't such a good idea. Oh, uh-huh. just now you figured that out? Crazy, Joe, how that happened, didn't yeah, it? How about that, man? Weird. Crazy. Yeah, Crazy. how about we? That's right. How about, how about that? What are you, what are you gonna you, you don't have Donnie Brasco, do you? Uh, you I think do? I have him around here somewhere. Oh. There we go. What we need to <laughs> play it again. What are you gonna do? One more time. (laughs) What are you going to do is right, Donnie. The Democrats are saying right now, what are you going to do? By the way, I always have to hat tip Paula for finding that gem. She thinks it's the funniest line of the whole movie. What are you going to do? Poor lefties telling Donnie about how his son's like dying of a drug overdose. And Donnie, what are you going to do? That's that's the best he could do, Donnie. Donnie Donnie wasn't much of a feeler, if you know what I mean. Showing you how bad this is getting. Here's a Red State article again up in the show notes. How the Wisconsin governor... Radical Democrat Tony Evers. All of a sudden, they're like, hey, uh, I think we need help. Red state, Kenosha County reaches the breaking point. Officials tell Democrat governor, accept Trump's help. All of a sudden, again, they're figuring out, uh, you know, we supported BLM and all that stuff. And that sounded really great. 
And, uh, you know, we thought Black Lives Matter, too. But it's interesting they're saying Black Lives Matter while burning down our cities and professing an allegiance to Marxism, as one of their founders did. Ah, it doesn't sound like my kind of thing. I believe Black Lives actually matter, like all other lives, not like Black Lives Matter does, which is kind of ironic, isn't it? You think this Wisconsin radical leftist governor, Evers, you think he's uh, all of a sudden starting to cave and local officials starting to cave because they care about the city burning down? They could have cared about that a few nights ago. They're starting to see the polls change. This is a mercenary move at your expense. Oh, you need more evidence that the Democrats, that you're winning on this, not the hack media, the Brian Stelters of the world, the Chris Cuomo's, the Ali Velshi's and the Don Lemon's mostly peaceful, mostly peaceful. You don't think you're winning on this? You still think the American people are stupid that they're not figuring out the Democrats are the party of street riots? Here's Joe Biden himself yesterday, who amazingly, four nights of the Democratic National Convention, nobody mentions the idea of law and order in the streets. We don't hear a peep about it. Not a peep. Crickets the whole time. They don't mention anything. All of a sudden, polls start coming in as Kenosha blows up again, and everybody's like, oh my gosh, now it's really not looking good. After Minnesota, Oakland, New York City, Miami, Fort Lauderdale and other places had riots all over the country. All of a sudden, the Democrats are now figuring out this isn't working really well. So shockingly, Joe Biden comes out yesterday and in one of the fakest statements you're ever going to hear, he could have said something in front of a national audience at the DNC. Why do that? People might hear it. Now releases a statement saying, hey, riots are no good. Yeah, he's only a day late and $60 million or 60 probably trillion dollars short in lost lifetime accrued revenue from all the damage we've done to this country from this. Here's Joe Biden finding religion all of a sudden. As I said after George Floyd's murder, protesting brutality is a right and absolutely necessary. But burning down communities is not protest. It's needless violence. Violence that endangers lives. Violence that guts businesses and shutters businesses that serve the community. That's wrong. Okay, I can see the liberals already. Oh, Joe Biden's so brave. No, he's not a brave. He's a hack. This guy doesn't have a sliver of dignity or integrity. He's a known plagiarist, a serial liar, a race baiter. I mean, this guy's lies are endless. This is not a good man. He's not a decent guy. Joe Biden is, as Don Trump Jr. brilliantly called him, the Loch Ness monster of the swamp. Creeps his head out every few years to run for president, the Loch Nessie. Make some Nessie sound, run for president, then pops back on. No one sees him again. Brilliant analogy by Don Jr. The Loch Ness monster is from Joe Biden. Creeps out the Nessie head. You know the Nessie head? You see the Loch Ness monster once a while in some kind of photo or something like that. And then you yeah. only to run for president. Peeks right. around using his uh, telescopic head and all of a sudden goes back into Loch Ness and you never see him again. This guy's a swamp creature. He's not a decent guy. He's a genuinely bad guy who's enriched his family using political power at your expense and has now figured out he should speak out against your city burning down because his polls have collapsed entirely. So spare me the lectures about how, oh, Biden's taking a stand now. No, no, Biden's taking a stand against bad polls. If the riots were popular again tomorrow with the Democrat base, he'd shut his mouth just like they did at the DNC. So please spare me your nonsense. Take it and mm, where you can stick your mask mandate from yesterday's show. Now, unbelievably, CNN's found religion too. Not really. 
just like Joe Biden, CNN, you know, full-time liberal activist at CNN, where Chris Cuomo from CNN, what, just a month or two ago, it's like, who says riots have to be peaceful? Um, the Constitution? Peace, peaceable, peaceable assembly? <laughs> Must have missed that. Um, but Cuomo, who was confused why, why uh, you know, why you should assemble peacefully, which isn't really surprising for Cuomo. He's not, you know, tricep extensions, Cuomo, my minute guy. Yeah, you know, that's, that, that's Chris. So he works for CNN, and CNN is now starting to figure out, too, that riots, get ready for it, may be really bad for your candidate. Stunner. Exclamation point. Here's Don Lemon last night figuring out for the first time that the Democrats should really say burning cities down is not a good idea. It took them about six months to figure this out, but they're finally getting it. Here's Don Lemon. The rioting has to stop. Chris, as you know, and I know, it's showing up in the polling. Mm -hmm. It's showing up in focus groups. It is the only thing, it is the only thing right now that is sticking. And the Democrats tonight Stuck with that, right? And they also stuck with the theme that you said, the coronavirus. You got coronavirus and you have Kenosha. Cuomo, who again, couldn't figure out why you should assemble uh, peacefully, is sitting there like, eh, what do I do now? Is anyone going to remember that sound clip from a few months ago? Oh yeah, we remember Chris, <laughs> of course. You know what? Maybe we'll pull that one for later. Can you remind me of that, Paula? I'm going to hold on. I got to take a note here. Cuomo sucks. Sound on tape for all you video insiders. We'll pull that one for later. I didn't even think of it. Well, play Cuomo's where he's confused about why you should assemble peacefully. He was busy doing tricep extensions on tape with his fake 80-pound dumbbell. So notice Don Lemon's uh, logic there, which is uh, really astounding that he was dumb enough to actually say it. Okay, it's showing up in the polls. You know where it's really showing up? In the emergency room with citizens getting their skulls cracked open for driving down the street and daring to drive on a public street when BLM terrorists are in the way, where they yank you out of your car and beat the snot out of you and terrorize your kids. It was showing up there too on 911 calls that we played on the show. It was showing up in inside of stores after hours as Antifa kids broke down windows and looted stores. Joe, they looted for food, food in Saks, Saks Fifth hmm. Avenue, which has an extensive deli, as you remember. Yeah. They were looting for food, Joe. They were feeding their kids Antifa in Saks Fifth Avenue, again, right. which has an extensive Boar's Head collection of deli sandwiches. Saks Fifth Avenue. You know, you've been there, yeah. right, Joe? Yeah. Saks Fifth Avenue, where they have the deli yeah. section. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. And turkey breast, 22 oh. carat turkey breast. Oh, man. Oh, yes. A nice New York City Grimaldi bread. Never, it's in sacks. You've all seen it, right? Looting the Apple store for huh. basic necessities, like the newest Wonder Boom speaker that's waterproof in the shower. No. That, that basic necessities, man. Gotcha, bro. That's where it showed up, too. Oh, I can't. Now my eyes will be red the rest of the show. You're not supposed to make yourself laugh. I get it. But I can't get over how these people in the media genuinely think we think they're for real. They've got a case of the for reals. Everyone sees through their BS, but them. They wonder why their credibility is that of an unflushed toilet bowl. Again, 
Don Lemon. Hey, man, we really need to worry about cities burning down. They're starting to show up in the polls, spoken like a true liberal activist, like Don Lemon is. All right, I do have to get to the convention, but last tweet here. So this is uh, from Jonathan Chait, who is a diehard collusion hoaxer, discredited buffoon, as radical leftist as you'll get. But this is from the radical left. This is him on one of his social media accounts here. Jonathan Chain, again, collusion, debunked collusion hoaxer. Democrats need to be extremely concerned about what's happening in Wisconsin, where support for BLM has gone from plus 25 to zero in two months. Again, Jonathan Chait, debunked discredited collusion hoaxer and radical leftist, is stunned that the support for Black Lives Matter went from plus 25 to zero in two months. Stunned. After they, you know, burned down the city and all. Shocked. Shocked how that would happen. I, I, I mean, we are, <laughs> this is sad. You always need analogies for the left because they really are dunces. Skulls six feet thick. Imagine being a Yankees fan. You know, the baseball team, the New York Yankees. There's an analogy for Don Lemon and Jonathan Chait who are shocked that these polls are collapsing on the left as they basically stay silent on the burning down of cities. Just imagine you're a Yankees fan. And, you know, uh, the first baseman, third baseman, and the entire outfield show up in your house and, and decide to torch your house. You think you're going to watch the Yankees again? Probably not. I'm just guessing. You're probably not going to be a fan. You'll maybe turn to the Red Sox. Because they tried to burn. Of course, they're not trying to burn your house down. It's an analogy. But liberals with vibranium skulls don't understand how all of a sudden a group that professes that they were in it for black lives are destroying black lives. And they're wondering why their credibility's collapsed overnight. Gee, I don't know. Can you imagine the horror of waking up every morning so stupid that you claim to be a liberal? Can you imagine telling people that the humiliation? Yo, I'm a liberal. Can you imagine how embarrassing that must be? They can't figure it out. My gosh, how is this happening? It's showing up in the polls. Don Lemon stuck. Chris Cuomo's like, <laughs> what? Try, I got to do a tricep extension. Stunned. Stunned. All right. Um, let me get to my second sponsor and we'll get to the convention because there were some really good highlights. I usually start off with that, but this story in Wisconsin is about to really, no pun intended here, explode badly. Badly. All right, folks, I keep getting this email, Facebook messages, DMs from people all the time. What do I do to save the country in November? They are, they know they have to vote, but like, what else can I do? I have the answer for you right now. One of our sponsors here. I know, like you, that America itself is on the ballot. Our freedoms, our free enterprise system, cancel culture, our way of life, everything. The 2020 election, it's about turnout. If you don't vote, your voice is meaningless, folks. I'm sorry. You have to vote. It's votes that change things. The do matters. Here's what you can do now. You can use our friends at Job Creators Network who have a great plan. 10for20.com. Our opponents have their get-out-the-vote machines. That's why I'm supporting a massive, unprecedented get-out-the-vote effort of our own, sponsored by our friends at Job Creators Network. Here's how it works. You go to 10for20.com. That's 10for20.com. Take the 10 for 20 pledge. What is it? You'll get a link to give you the most trusted voting information. That's important and tools you can use to become part of the largest conservative get out the vote effort ever. You'll be contacted by email and asked to send a link and message to 10 people you know who care about America. You got to do something. You got to do something. Send them this link too. Send it to family, neighbors, church, and work friends. 
Send them to people you meet at the range. Send them to people you meet outside. Make sure they sign the pledge and get the information they need to vote in person or by mail. To join this army for freedom and liberty and to save our country, go to 10for20.com. Take the pledge now. Don't let our opponents outwork us. Do your part today. Please don't wait. Go to 10for20.com now. That's the number 10-F-O-R, the number 20.com. 10for20.com. Go today. So I expected the GOP convention on night three to be a little slow um, in anticipation of VP Pence's speech. You know, night three usually is a, the penultimate night. You know, the last night with President Trump's speech is usually the big go-to night. Last night was terrific. It didn't disappoint. Again, I, I'm not pretending to be objective. I'm trying, though. I really am to give you an honest assessment of what happened. And last night had more just incredible moments. I'm going to play a few. They're short clips. They're not the whole speeches, obviously, in the interest of time. But I think pretty much everyone I've seen on Parler, Facebook, Twitter, and elsewhere in social media, the commentariat class or whatever, the blue check marks, everyone pretty much agrees this was the highlight of the night. This is one of the young, fresh faces on the growing GOP bench. You know, Tim Scott, the Trump, uh, the Trump women and the Trump men. Uh, we have a, a Rick Grinnell. And then this young, fresh face, in contrast to, again, the Democrats bench, which is Brian Stelter. George Costanza. He's sitting on the bench. Coach, can I go in? Stelter. Yeah, that, that's their bench. Good luck with that one. But this is a young, fresh face. Keep your eyes on this uh, young man. Madison Cawthorn, congressional candidate, um, tragically paralyzed from the waist down in a car accident years ago, who won his Republican primary for Congress. Here's the end of his speech last night. Just a really amazing moment. Check this out. I say to Americans who love our country, young and old, be a radical for freedom, be a radical for liberty, and be a radical for our republic, for which I stand, one nation under God, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, and may God bless America. Now, for those of you listening on audio only who missed the actual visuals there, they are some of the most powerful visuals you'll ever see. It's available on our YouTube, youtube.com slash Bongino. You can fast forward right to that if you've listened to the show before, of course. But a couple of young gentlemen bring out um, a walker so Madison Cawthorn can get up out of his wheelchair. Again, tragically paralyzed in a car accident years ago. And he grabs it and basically does a dip and stands up. Just, I mean, just in a, I think everybody got a little, you know, a little wet in the eyes for that. Pretty powerful stuff. God bless this young man. I mean, really, can you imagine the adversary, adversity, excuse me, paralyzed from the waist down? Just goes to show you, too, all the talk and the media spin from the Don Lemons and Chris Cuomo's and Ali Velshi's of the world and the others, the gaslighters about the Democrats. Remember, you know, you won't see Madison Cawthorn on the front page of Vanity Fair or others like, you know, the squad, you know, AOC and Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar who like married her brother or something years ago. Remember that one? That's that's the future, according to Vanity Fair and the elitist snob class with their the Bette Midlers of the world with their nose in the air, if you watch yesterday's show. That's the future. Bryant Stelter, you know, and others. But yet when you see a 25-year-old, fresh-faced young man like this coming in and saying, be a radical for freedom. I love that. I love that. We had a campaign shirt years ago when I ran for office that said, be a misfit for liberty or something. Remember that shirt, Paula? Because we're the new renegades. 
That's where the term renegade Republican came from. If you, for those older listeners to my show, who've been here from the beginning, that's where that came from. Those who advocate for big R, God-given rights, economic freedom and liberty, to be left alone by government, to live a flourishing life of healthcare freedom, education freedom, to be left alone by big government nanny state egomaniacs like we have in my county here. You better wear a mask or we'll put you in jail. These people. Freedom's sexy. Freedom's real. The real renegades are us. Who would have thought that conformist culture, boring, stagnant conformance culture, would be solely on the left right now? They were supposed to be the cool kids, remember? Squad. We've got the squad. They've got Brian Stelter. Put me in, coach. That's their bench. Here's another, I say up and coming, but I mean, how Laura Trump doesn't run for office one day would be a huge disappointment to me as well. She's got a real gift. Laura Trump's speech last night was absolutely spectacular. I could have played the whole thing. I'm just going to play a short segment of it on Law and Order. She was just amazing last night. She really needs to run for Senate or something, somewhere. See, I don't even know, mayor of New York City or something. Check this out. In recent months, we've seen weak, spineless politicians seek control of our great American cities to violent mobs. Defund the police is the rallying cry for the new radical Democrat Party. Joe Biden will not do what it takes to maintain order, to keep our children safe in our neighborhoods and in their schools, to restore our American way of life. We cannot dare to dream our biggest dreams for ourselves or for our children while consumed by worry about the safety of our families. President Trump is the law and order president from our borders to our backyards. President Trump will keep America safe. She was awesome. Spectacular. Spectacular. Young, fresh faces. Again, the left has Bernie Sanders. And Elizabeth Warren. Remember the Elizabeth Warren tribe. <laughs> tribe that doesn't she says she's an indian of course from her own she's invented her own tribe we actually have real diversity however people who are disabled and can relate to the causes of the disabled people who are black i'll get to that in a minute women people who are gay you know real diversity people who've had different life experiences because of their circumstances that's what we have that's not what the left has of course the left has stelter and sanders and fake indian elizabeth warren from the Warren tribe. We have actual real people with real backstories that are compelling. Here's another young, fresh face. I say young, I'm, I'm 45, but I'm young, relatively speaking, for politics. Again, where the left has Joe Biden in cognitive decline, Bernie Sanders, the famous communist, and Elizabeth Warren from the Warren tribe. We actually have actual young people. Here's Rick Grinnell who happens to be gay, which on the left would be it. The conversation ends there because identity politics, they don't care about your character, what you do at all. It's all about your skin color, how you identify, what one of the 6,000 genders you are, what fake tribe you belong to. That's all the left cares about. See, on the right, we care about actual people and substance. Here's Rick Grinnell last night. Again, I'm having a tough time telling you what the highlight of the night was. I think it was Clarence Henderson, which I'll get to in a minute. Again, who happens to be black, so the conversation stops there for the left, not for us. Well, you want to hear what he said, right? 
But let's get to Grinnell first, who again, just knocked it out of the park. Former acting director of national intelligence who almost single-handedly broke the logjam on declassifications and is getting you the truth on Spygate before John Ratcliffe took over. Check this out. Joe Biden was first elected to the Senate in 1972, 48 years ago. Well, it's actually the typical Washington story. Just this year, 22 Democrats ran for president. They rejected all of the outsiders and nominated the ultimate Washington insider, someone they had to pull out of retirement. Every time Joe Biden offers a new idea, you should ask yourself, why didn't he try that over the last 48 years? (laughs) (laughs) That's not the greatest line ever. So Biden, Biden, creepy Joe, hair sniffer, creepy Joe, who's been in D.C. 47 years, Loch Ness Monster, telescopic head, run for president, look around, make Loch Ness Monster sound, back into Loch Ness, disappear for 47 years. He's got all these great new ideas. Grinnell asked the greatest question ever. Where were these ideas for 47 years? He's got all these great ideas. Terrific. Well, why didn't you do anything about it? Because he didn't want to, because he's a swamp creature. He did nothing. Zero. But Joe Biden's going to change your life. Going to change his life. I was going to say something. I will leave on the sidelines there. But it's tough. So here's our bench so far. Madison Cawthorn, Laura Trump. Yesterday, Eric Trump, Don Jr. Tim Scott. The bet Tom Cotton. Again, I'm not endorsing anybody. I'm just telling you, we have people with various ideas who have resumes and records and can speak in public, unlike Joe Biden, can finish a sentence without forgetting what he was talking about. People with resumes like Grinnell. By the way, Grinnell, if Mike Pompeo decides to step aside as Secretary of State, Grinnell better be one of the top candidates. And Laura Trump better consider running for office. I'm not one to give commands, but she'd be doing us a huge favor. Cawthorn, who knows what his future, this, uh, this young man is just brilliant. Here's our, a rock too. a guy who really doesn't get enough credit folks. I know, you know, sometimes you talk about a bench, you, you know, you know, some people don't think Mike Pence. Now nah, Pence has been a rock. This is a man who's been fiercely, fiercely loyal, to this administration, a principled God fearing man. Not perfect, not perfect like anyone, like all of us, but a good and genuinely decent human being who I'm honored to call a friend. And I don't believe me, I don't say that to be some name dropper. I mean honored. We don't go out for coffee. I don't call him on his cell phone. But we've had enough interactions personally where I can tell you from the bottom of my heart that this is one of the finest men, one of the strongest characters you'll ever meet. Here's Mike Pence's absolutely terrific speech, as Joe mentioned in the beginning of the show, from a place not far from Joe's house, Fort McHenry, a beautiful place I highly recommend. Here's a highlight where he has another great line. The real question here, will America remain America? Check this out. When you consider their agenda, it's clear. Joe Biden would be nothing more than a Trojan horse 
for the radical left. The choice in this election has never been clearer, and the stakes have never been higher. Last week, Joe Biden said, democracy's on the ballot. And the truth is, our economic recovery is on the ballot. Law and order are on the ballot. But so are things far more fundamental and foundational to our country. In this election, it's not so much whether America will be more conservative or more liberal, more Republican or more Democrat. The choice in this election is whether America remains America. It's whether we will leave to our children and our grandchildren a country grounded in our highest ideals of freedom, free markets, and the unalienable right to life and liberty, or whether we will leave them a country that's fundamentally transformed into something else. Ladies and gentlemen, our country deserves a man like Mike Pence. This is a good and decent human being. And he deserves some recognition for us for the rock he's been for this administration. Listen, you know I'm a diehard supporter of the president, but some people, not me, I mean, me and the president share one thing in common. We're both from Queens. Some people not from Queens don't understand the president's style. I get it. I've explained it on this show a thousand times. I'm not going to do it again. Why people from Queens are the way they are. They're very brash. They're very brash, excuse me. They, it's just the way we are. I'm used to it. I actually like it. I think we needed a bull in a china shop. But it doesn't work for everybody. Mike Pence has an entirely different style. Joe, fair assessment. Mike Pence is pretty much oh, the opposite yeah. temperament. Wise. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty fair. Yeah. yeah. The perfect combination. The nation owes Mike Pence a debt of gratitude. He has been behind this president from day one. Day one. Loyal, stiff backbone, principled, and courageous. And don't discount him for 2024 either. Don't mistake the fact that, you know, because he's a little older than others, that he's, he's out of the mix. Either. He's not. The bench is deep. Again, the CNN bench is Brian Stelter. That's the Democrats' new line. CNN, the Democrats say that's their line. Brian sitting there with Chris Cuomo. Cuomo's warming up with his tricep extension, his fake 80-pound dumbbell. Now, it was tough again to pick a highlight of the night because night three was so terrific, exceeded my expectations. But I got to tell you, this one's up there. Again, showing the actual real-world diversity of experience, which matters too. We don't judge people on skin color in our party. We judge people on who they are, not what they are. But being black is a different experience in many portions of America. In many portions of America, being black was a very different experience, especially back in the era of Jim Crow, where brave patriots stood at segregated lunch counters despite salt being thrown in their faces, people literally spitting on them and attacking them. These are the best of America. These are warriors with spines of pure steel. Well, here's one of those said heroic patriotic civil rights activists, a Mr. Clarence Henderson, who really blew me away last night. He's supporting President Trump. 
showing again the actual real-world diversity of experience we have in the Republican Party, not the Brian Stelter Party of the left. Talking about how the history of the Republican Party here matters. And if you don't understand why he's supporting President Trump, you probably don't know your history either, which is kind of a plague on the left. You know, ignorance infects all of them over there. Watch this. I was born on what some would call the wrong side of the tracks. I don't even have a birth certificate. I never attended an integrated school and I'm the only one out of my immediate family who graduated from college and HBCU. I'm a military veteran and a civil rights activist. And you know what else? I'm a Republican and I support Donald Trump. If that sounds strange, you don't know your history. Wow. If there was ever a time where I'd play the full five-minute speech, I would have played that. Mr. Clarence Henderson, God bless you, sir, for your bravery, your courage, and your efforts in the civil rights movement to make this country a better place. God bless you. You will always be welcomed in the Republican Party with open arms, even as today you are grotesquely attacked on social media. You don't believe me? Go check for yourself. Just put his name in Twitter. By leftist lunatic maniacs who don't have a sliver of the dignity or courage you do and aren't worthy enough. You fill in the blanks on that. There's a real man who really marched for the dignity and freedom of all of us, despite the melanin component of your skin. A real man. I don't admire many people. I don't. It's a, I don't know, sad fault of mine. I'm disappointed too much. But the civil rights activists who stood there at these counters with barking dogs, getting baseball batted over the head, salt in their eyes, spit on, it's because they wanted to get a cup of coffee in a restaurant. You are what this country's about. In constant awe of what you did. I don't know. I, don't, I honestly don't know what I would have done back there. I don't. I know what's right, and I don't. It would be disingenuous for me to put myself in it and say, I would have sat there while people are beating you with bats. It would be fake to say that. I know what I think I would have done, but I wasn't there. They were. And the fact that this hero, this patriot, who changed this country for the better through his own actions, because he did something, he didn't talk about it, the fact that this hero is being destroyed today on social media and attacked Uncle Tom and all the other disgusting, grotesque, vile things racist liberals say all the time is more evidence that the real party of heroism, patriotism, real diversity of both experience, looks, background, sexuality, whatever it may be, the real party of diversity is us. All right, I got one final segment today on um, something that happened to us yesterday on Facebook. Again, it's more important. It relates to the election. I got a final sponsor I'm going to get to, and then we'll get to that. But it's this is worth your time because you're going to see more of this as these social media tech tyrants just try to wreck this election. Excuse me, I get a little choked up there talking about Mr. Henderson, hero, patriot. 
All right, today's show brought to you by our friends and our sponsor has been with me for a long time that I've really needed lately because we've had really late nights. Our friends at Helix Sleep, they make personalized mattresses made right here in America and ship straight to your door with free no contact delivery, free returns, and a hundred nights sleep show. Let's just cut the nonsense. It's like sleeping on a cloud. We have two of these in my house. I, I'd be lost without it. I don't even like going to hotel rooms, which I have to go to tonight because you don't get to sleep on my Helix. And I hate it because I love my Helix mattress. To choose a mattress, Helix makes a quiz. It takes just two minutes to complete. It matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. If you like your mattress soft, firm, you sleep on your side like me or your stomach, sleep on your back, whatever. You sleep hot. With Helix, there's a specific mattress for each and everybody's unique taste. Stop buying mattresses made for other people. It's crazy. I took the quiz. We got a, a Midnight Lux Helix mattress we both love. My daughter has one too. We really, really love it. I love Helix, but don't take my word for it. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress of 2020 by not just GQ, but Wired Magazine and Apartment Therapy too. Just go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. Take their two-minute sleep quiz. It's that short. Now match you to a customized mattress for you that'll give you the best sleep of your life. You spend eight hours a day on a mattress. Don't buy one of these cheapos. Buy one customized for you. What do you get? You're going to get $200 off right now. All mattress orders for our listeners. You have to go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. That's H-E-L-I-X sleep.com slash Dan. Get up to $200 off your mattress order today. Go now. All right. Thanks, uh, Helix Sleep. So I've been uh, telling you on my show about social media companies, Twitter, Facebook, and other tech tyrant entities, and their endless efforts to impact our election, obviously in favor of the Democrats like the liberal activists at CNN. So how they do it is really creepy and kind of backdoorish and slimy, but that's what these companies do. And we are under attack again by Facebook, who has employed an army of hilariously called fact checkers to basically write opinion pieces disguised as fact checking. And what they do is they attack conservative pages endlessly. Happened again. I've spoken about this on the show so much. I don't want to go back and relitigate it, but a new one happened yesterday. So I'm sitting there yesterday on a conference call. My Raycons, no joke. And I get a, you know, Facebook notification on my phone. And it says, uh, basically, one of your articles has been rated false by a fact checker. I'm like, it has. I went through them. I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, well, which one was false by, you know, the infamous fact check. Remember the fact check they did on Nancy Pelosi where we actually quoted her? And they mm -hmm. said the quote was false. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> it was a quote. Whoa. Quotations. So fact checking by liberals like Facebook is a joke, of course. So I, I get to the link and it's a speech by Eric Trump, which was spectacular about Joe Biden, where Eric Trump had indicated that Biden wants to hike your taxes and that Biden, there it is right there. This is an actual screenshot from my phone of our post on Facebook, which now you should spread even more. It says Trump. Trump 2024. That's what I wrote. Triggering intensifies. And you'll see it's a video of Eric Trump. And you'll see below, this is what the post reads below now because Facebook put this on there. Partly false information checked by <laughs> hilariously called independent fact checkers. In other words, liberal activists. So I click on the link. And the link is to this article by the American Foreign Press by a so-called independent fact checker calls himself a uh, WG Dunlap, who's probably a uh, you know radical leftist and not admitting it. And here's the link now attached to Eric Trump's speech. 
Trump's son makes false claims on second night of the Republican convention. I'm like, he did, because I listened to the speech and I, I, I couldn't figure out what was false about it. I thought it was a spectacular speech. That's why I wrote Trump, Trump 2024. Maybe you can run with Laura or Don. I mean, there's, <laughs> the lineup is strong. So here's what they fact-checked. Showing you again, because unlike the fact-checker, I'll provide actual facts, which fact-checkers, which are really opinion writers, never do. So here's the fact-check attached to Eric's speech. Quote, one of Donald Trump's sons falsely claimed that Joe Biden pledged to defund police and raise taxes on most Americans. That's false? And also misconstrued the incumbent U.S. president's record on ending military conflicts in a full-throated appeal for voters to grant his father a second term. Folks, does this sound like a fact-check or an editorial piece? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of sounds like a badly written, <laughs> using the logic of a four-year-old opinion piece in the back pages of the swampy <laughs> New York Times. Uh, no, no, it's a fa fact-check, oh, yeah. Joe. Oh. Fact-check. So let's do the actual facts. So just to be clear what they're fact-checking, Facebook, okay. as they engage in rampant election interference now, as they falsely fact-check true items, they're saying that Eric Trump, you read it yourself, I just read it on the air, that Eric Trump's claims that Joe Biden is going to raise your taxes and defund the police are false. That's what they're saying. That's what the fact check says, right? This is false information. Okay, so again, in an effort to give you actual facts on the show, which you'll never get on the left, I use the most radical far left company I could find for a web search, Google, and I just Googled Trump tax cuts, which Biden has pledged to repeal. Oh, don't worry, I got video on that too. And I'll put it up on the screen. Here's Google. Here's Google, right? Not a not a model Joe of right wing conservatism. Google, right? wouldn't we agree? Mm -hmm. So here's Google. When I googled Trump tax cuts brackets, this is a screenshot of my actual phone. Trump tax cut brackets. Quote: Google. <laughs> the law retained the old structure of seven brackets, but in most cases, it lowered the rates. It did. Hmm. You mean the rates Biden's pledging to hike again? This is crazy. Let me read it to you just in case you think, again, W.G. Dunlap, the alleged fact checker, he apparently can't read or Google Trump tax cut brackets. He's that, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't work for him. It says the top rate fell from 39.6 to 37 percent. It did. Oh, well, that's just the rich people. While the 33 percent bracket dropped to 32. Oh, those are just the second rich people. Oh, but this is weird. Now we start getting the middle class tax brackets. The 28 percent bracket, the middle class. Fell to 24%. It did. Wait, I heard the middle class didn't get a tax cut. Yeah, because you're an idiot. That's what you heard. I'm sorry. Um, the 25% bracket, which is the middle middle class, fell to 22%. So they got a tax cut too? Poor people definitely didn't get a tax cut. Really? Because lower income categories in the 15% bracket got their taxes cut to 12%. W.G. Dunlap, alleged fact checker, really an opinion writer with the reasoning of a Maybe a three-year, maybe four is being generous. Apparently can't Google the Trump tax cuts, which Biden has already pledged to cut. So just to be clear, because we're doing a logic train here. I know liberals, this is hard. Chaining facts together to draw a conclusion. You know, science. I know it's tough. But we have a tax cut law currently in effect, signed by President Donald Trump, which cut middle-class taxes from three to four percentage points. I just showed you the Google results. Google, you know, your lords at Google, your overlords. 
You think Google's lying that your taxes really, you want to ask your accountant, feel free, go and put the show on pause. Your taxes were cut. Whether you believe them or not is an indication of your own stupidity, not the facts. So W.G. Dunlop, who's not very bright, apparently couldn't Google that, that middle class taxes were cut. Eric Trump says your taxes will go up under Biden because he's going to get rid of those cuts, meaning those cuts go back to not cuts. Tax cuts, tax not cuts. Meaning if your taxes were cut, I, I, folks, I'm sorry to torture you with this, but liberals are listening like W.G. Dunlop, W.D. Dunlop, whatever his name is. And he's a fact checker who can't use even Google. Google. If you cut middle class taxes by three to four points and then you get rid of those tax cuts, your taxes then go up three to four points. Fact check. False. Biden never said that. He didn't. Hat tip Americans for tax reform. Who has a nice little montage we're going to play here of Biden repeatedly, repeatedly telling you the Trump tax cuts, which again, for the liberals, this thing cut your taxes is going to be repealed. Therefore, cuts Joe Biden, not cuts, meaning your taxes go up. Check this out. What I'd be focusing on is eliminating the one point nine trillion dollar tax cut that he passed. You know, people say, well, Joe, how are you going to do all this? Well, guess what? First thing I do is going to repeal this Trump tax cut. Oh, not a joke. What is going to be your plan um, as president to get us out of this hole? Get rid of the Trump tax cut. No, not joking. The first thing I would do as president was eliminate the president's tax cut. So when I'm president, if God willing, I am. We're going to reverse those Trump tax cuts. One of the things we got to do is, if I'm president, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to end Trump's tax cuts. So WD Gunlap, or whatever his face is, apparently can't Google, you know, Google the leftist operation. I prefer the DuckDuckGo folks and others out there. Joe, just to be, I mean, again, because there are liberals listening who, you know, facts and stuff don't, mm -hmm. it's tough with them. Serious question. You did not edit that, right? That's a full statement. No, no. He doesn't go on, in other words, after any of that. It's an ATR video. Hat tip mm -hmm. them, but he doesn't go on. You didn't cut out where he says, no, no, I'm just kidding. When I just said I was going to cut the Trump tax cuts out, that I really meant I was going to leave the tree. He didn't say that, right? You didn't no, cut that part out? No, just what checking? What you see is what you get. Okay, babe. so it's a full yeah. thought. Oh, yeah. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. Just checking. Good. So GW Gunlap, or whatever your name is, you may want to check that video out and reconsider your fact check that Eric Trump was lying. It kind of looks like you're lying, doesn't it? That Joe Biden didn't say he wanted to hike your taxes. When you get rid of a tax cut, you hike taxes. I know math isn't really your thing. Even more hilarious, he continues to insist that Joe Biden didn't say they wanted to defund the police. Defund meaning take money away from the police. This is only going to be the... 5,426 time we played this video of Joe Biden when asked if he wants to redirect funding away from the police saying not only yes, but absolutely. Here's Joe Biden. Again, this is, by the way, for EW Gun Lab. Check this out. Plus military equipment for law enforcement. They don't need that. The last thing you need is an up-armored Humvee coming into a neighborhood. It's like the military invading. 
They don't know anybody. They become the enemy. They're supposed to be protecting these people. So my generic point is but that... Can we agree that we can redirect some of the funding? Yes, uh, absolutely. Okay, Joe, again, just checking. You didn't cut out the part where he says, I'm just kidding, folks. Just kidding. Just a joke. Did you cut that out? Yeah. Not at all, dude. Okay, okay, thank you. You And that's only like the fourth or fifth time. Seriously, we played that cut, but it doesn't matter. Now, Ari Gunlap in his his fake fact check, of course, he's going to say something like, well, Joe Biden later wrote that he didn't want to defund the police in an op-ed. Fine. Fair enough. He did write that. We do facts. But maybe you should include that in your fact check and say, Eric Trump, who said that Joe Biden wants to defund the police, was probably referring to a segment where Joe Biden said he wanted to take money away from the police. And then include the context that Joe Biden later said, no, I don't want to defund the police in an op-ed. That's what someone who's sane and a fair fact checker would do. But not D.S. Gunlap. D.S. Gunlap, of course, is a fake fact checker and an opinion writer who leaves all of that stuff out and only puts the other stuff in there. He confuses you intentionally. Just hints at the redirect money thing. And then goes on about how Biden was a... That's not his job to say how strongly Biden feels about defunding or not. It's your job to check facts. Here's how that fact check should have went down. Eric Trump's statements about about, uh, Joe Biden wanting to to hike your taxes. Joe Biden is on tape repeatedly suggesting he's going to repeal the Trump tax cuts, meaning, yes, Eric Trump's statements are true, that Biden has said he's going to hike your taxes. Also, Eric Trump's statement about Joe Joe Biden defunding the police. I don't know. Call it partially true or whatever. But Joe Biden has taken both positions on this, defunding and not. That's how you actually do a fact check for EX Gun Lab. But he can't figure that out because he's not a real fact checker and neither is Facebook. The good news is nobody actually believes Facebook fact checks anymore. Nobody. No one. I get tons of emails and none of them are ever, oh my gosh, Dan, you were wrong about your Eric Trump video. Not none of them. Never like zero. They're all like, look at this dopey fact check. What a bunch of idiots. They don't realize they're ruining their credibility, not ours. Like I said, they fact check us on a Nancy Pelosi article on an actual quote from Nancy Pelosi with video embedded. That's not a real quote. It's taken out of context. We had the whole video in there. All right, I got to run. I got a lot going on today. Uh, As I said, we'll be headed up to the White House. We'll give you some, uh, hopefully have some pictures and stuff. We'll tell you. This is the first show we're doing tomorrow. We'll be out, you know, our show is obviously not live, but it will be recorded tomorrow. That portion afterwards, we're going to, don't even ask me how we're pulling these logistics off. It's never easy, but uh, we will be back tomorrow and I will report for the first time on night four of the convention from the convention, which will be really weird because we're used to watching it on TV. So do not miss tomorrow's show too. We appreciate all of your subscriptions. We hit a huge milestone for listens and downloads yesterday that I have to tell you, I never thought five years ago we would hit. I had a number in my head and I thought when we, we, that would be the, the asymptote, the ceiling. We're at almost double that number now. Thanks to you. So thanks for watching, talking about the show and spreading the word. Please subscribe youtube.com slash Bongino. Subscriptions are free and on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks a lot. See you tomorrow. Don't miss the show. You just heard Dan Bongino.